that the Chinese people wanted to be able to rule themselves and they wanted to be independent of all types of foreign influences. And the Boxer Rebellion sort of set the stage for this. You know, even though the Boxer Rebellion was against all types of missionaries, as I mentioned before, the one group that was the most highly affected was no doubt the Christian missionaries. The Christian missionaries that were living and working in China, they suffered, and many of them lost their lives during the Boxer Rebellion. The lives of these missionaries were in constant danger. But even then, these missionaries would not leave. They did not go home. And instead, they stood their ground and they stayed within China. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. Today, we're going to go to China. We're going to specifically talk about Chinese history. I want to talk a little bit about how this history impacts China today. We're going to talk about what's known as the Boxer Rebellion and China's independence. Now, you might ask yourself and say, what's the Boxer Rebellion? Why does a Boxer Rebellion even matter? Like, why should we even care about this Boxer Rebellion? Well, the Boxer Rebellion is a rebellion that started in 1899 and lasted until 1901. It was a Chinese rebellion by a secret society of rebels who called themselves Boxers. The main goal of these Boxers was to drive out all foreign influences from Chinese soil. The Boxers believed that foreigners had overstepped their bounds, and that having a foreigner in the Chinese sovereign territory deprived the people of their rights and their culture. They had a fierce fighting campaign that lasted two years, and the violence targeted all foreigners living and working in China. One of the groups that was really highly affected was the Christian missionaries, and even you know some of the Chinese that were Christians and others, because they really felt like the Christian missionaries were sort of the symbol of the foreign powers. So they went after these Christian missionaries and the Christian churches in a huge way. Many of the missionaries, despite the fact that they could lose their life at any minute, or they were you know, having lots of problems within China, refused to leave because they wanted to show sol- solidarity to the Chinese people that were still there. You know, it became so bad that this Boxer Rebellion became so bad, became so violent, and it became actually so dangerous that the international community within China formed an international coalition of the foreign troops that eventually crushed the Boxer Rebellion. The Boxers were finally defeated by this group in 1901. But this necessarily did not stop many of the Chinese from feeling that foreigners were taking over their society and their culture. You know, even though the Boxer Rebellion failed and the Boxers were defeated, it didn't change what the Boxers stood for or didn't change the Boxer Rebellion's profound impact that it had upon China's history and its relationship with the rest of the world. The Boxer Rebellion was instrumental in leading to a period of greater China independence from foreigners. You know, the Boxer Rebellion paved the way for China to reduce its influence on foreign powers and to become a more sovereign state. It also allowed the nationalist sediment within China to rise, which continues well into the 20th century and even present in China today. You know, it was really, I think it was the Boxer Rebellions that sort of set the stage for 
a leader like Mao Zedong to be able to gain such popular support within China. You know, Mao Zedong understood that the power was in the hands of the Chinese people. He understood that it was through the people that the Chinese people wanted to be able to rule themselves and they wanted to be independent of all types of foreign influences. And the Boxer Rebellion sort of set the stage for this. You know, even though the Boxer Rebellion was against all types of missionaries, as I mentioned before, the one group that was the most highly affected was no doubt the Christian missionaries. The Christian missionaries that were living and working in China, they suffered, and many of them lost their lives during the Boxer Rebellion. The lives of these missionaries were in constant danger. But even then, these missionaries would not leave. They did not go home. And instead, they stood their ground and they stayed within China. And because of that, these Christian missionaries, in a sense, paved the way for other missionaries to then follow and to follow in their footsteps and for them to uh, continue to do missionary work way until the time when World War II happened, when most of the missionaries then left. You know, the Christian churches were also a target, as were some Chinese who were Christians. Many boxers saw these Chinese as sort of traitors, so they also went after them at the same time. So you might ask yourself and say, well, you know, why should we care about this, you know, boxer revolution that happened so many years ago? Why does it matter today for China? I feel like you can't really underestimate the power of the Boxer Rebellion, but it also showed the power that the people had to stand up against the foreign forces and the importance of nationalism that is even into China's history today. The other day I was speaking to one of my Chinese staff and we got talking about some of the um, you know, current news that was happening in particular were some of the COVID numbers and the COVID deaths in China, which had been all, you know, all around the news. And, you know, I kind of showed her some of the stuff and I gave her some statistics and I talked to her about the fact that, oh, here's what they're saying about, you know, what's happening in co with China today with COVID and, and, um, you know, kind of said a little bit of kind of a little bit of my opinion that I felt like maybe COVID wasn't handled the best in China, which I think many other, you know, Westerners would agree upon. And, you know, as we got talking, as I told her some of the statistics that they said, oh, so many people could die and this and that. And, and then she said to me, she said, oh, that's from the Western press. Yeah, that's not right. And I thought, you know, isn't that interesting? But that's kind of a leftover from the Boxer Rebellion in the sense that, you know, Chinese may have this distrust for the West. And that's why you see politically in China today, you will see people like Xi Jinping saying things like, you know, kind of like, you know, China's domestic policy has nothing to do with the rest of the world. What we do domestically doesn't matter. And China very much has this attitude where the world feels like, hey, you know, your domestic policy does matter to the rest of the world. The Chinese feel that it doesn't. They feel like they're a sovereign nation and should be treated as such as a sovereign nation. And the Chinese should be allowed to handle their domestic policy their own way. You know, this is because the Chinese see themselves as a completely form, a completely sovereign nation, and they really do not trust and care so much what the West thinks. You know, the, the Boxer Rebellion was basically about that. That's what the Boxer Rebellion was in 18, 
1999 and 1901. It sort of set that mindset within China, which is still prevalent today, that the Chinese are saying, look, we are a sovereign nation. We don't care what you think about us. We will do what we want to do and we will do it our own way. You can see this in how China deals with, with other countries, whether it's through the press, whether it's through their foreign policies, and very lately, how it was with COVID. They, you know, how they dealt with their own COVID crisis, which was different than many of the other countries. It also, too, you know, is why when you go to China, you know, never underestimate how nationalistic the Chinese feel towards China. You know, many times people in the West, they look at China and they say, well, you know, China's sort of like this communist country. And how can the people there be happy with a communist country? That's not true. There are many Chinese who really feel like they, you know, they have a great love for China. In fact, there was once a very popular song many years ago where the Chinese were all singing, I love China. It was a um, you know, why Wo I Jungwa was the name of the song, song, which basically like I love China. And it was a very, very popular sign. I'm sorry. And it was a very, very popular song. So never underestimate the importance to understand how things like this in the past as a Boxer Rebellion, you know, can help us to clarify some of the things that we may see today, especially when it comes to things as foreign interference within China or what the Chinese perceive to be foreign interference within their own domestic Chinese policies. This is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast. If you'd like to read our blogs, I actually wrote two blogs about the Boxer Rebellion. One was about the Christian missionaries and how they were affected. And the other one was basically a guide to the Boxer Rebellion and China's independence. And if you'd like to learn more about this Boxer Rebellion and its impact on China itself, uh, we'll put a link below so you can read these blogs. Thank you so much for listening. We sure do appreciate your time and we'd love to have you subscribe and be part of our channel. And we're, we're basically all about living life as a global citizen. So we cover all different types of things from, you know, countries, cultures, travel, places to live. We believe that we should all live our life as a global citizen and just be concerned about the world as a whole. We'd like to thank our team who helps make this possible and thank all of you.